Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Review Pod. Looking back on a strange evening in Leipzig that left many blues feeling annoyed, frustrated, but ultimately acknowledging that it didn't matter a jot. It was kind of like if a Twitter argument was a football match. Joining <laughs> <laughs> me today to discuss Sorry, much ado about nothing, I'm delighted to have Jack and Asan. Hi Jack, you well pal? I'm alright, how are you? I'm good thanks, I'm good, even after last night's performance. All is well. Um, did you go yesterday, last night? How did you cover the game? No, to be honest, uh, well, all of us in Manchester uh, cancelled the trip because yeah. of the COVID um, situation in Germany and the fact it was a dead rubber and the fact that there's no uh, in-person press conference or access to players uh, last night. So there was zero point in anybody going. Uh, yeah. So I, I actually covered it from John Smith's front room. Right. <laughs> um, I thought it'd be nicer if I watched it in company than yeah. sat at home alone. So, uh, but cared so sub- subconsciously cared so little about the game that I actually forgot my laptop charger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah, that was- the levels of professionalism, eh? <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> uh, Sam, did you watch it at home? I did. I uh, I had it on my big, big, big screen. Um, in, co- I was, in company uh, or on your own? Um, no, we've got a new we've got a new neighbour uh, who works for Carl Cox, who's from Amsterdam, um, and so he came over to kind of we, we we'd invited him over just to kind of say hello and have a beer and all that sort of stuff. So he ended up sticking around. Uh, for the first half so he could watch me uh, you know make those weird noises that I make while I'm watching football matches (laughs) there was certainly some weird noises last night I'm sure from um, yeah that that performance it's a really strange one to cover this I guess the obvious place to start is the lineup Um, start with you Jack were you surprised at the strength of the lineup? well you say it's a difficult difficult one to cover you you didn't have to write 1100 words (laughs) 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 <laughs> I was uh, I was very surprised. Um, I don't know. I'm presuming both of you probably seen my uh, self-deprecating tweet before kickoff yesterday, uh, where our the edition of our newspaper yesterday said uh, something along the lines of Pep's pups are going to be unleashed or something. Um, yes, which I kind of said oh, they're kind of some of them are going to get a chance and. None of them got a chance, so it made me look very stupid. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was a surprise. I mean, I'd had so we have to do like probable lineups the day before a game, which I don't really enjoy doing. But it's just one. Of, it's like match ratings. It's like yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. been there, and it'll always. I, I can't see it ever changing. And I had uh, Palmer playing, and I had Wilson Esbrand playing because I thought he plays in Checo in midfield. So I only had two of them playing. But basically, our newspaper thought that constituted or uh, saying, yeah, that the. I, the sorry to interject, I, I like that. I like Pep's Pups. About time, to be honest. I mean, United always had those nicknames for years. Obviously, the Busby Babes, but also, was it Fergie's Fledglings? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh Steve. Yeah, I, I feel a bit nauseous now, mate. I know. So, I like Pep's Pups. I'm, I'm backing that. <laughs> I like but it. The, too. Th- the thing I thought the, the strangest thing about last night, on a more like serious note, was that. He Pep was talking about these player, the first team players needing rhythm and all that sort of stuff that he, he constantly goes on about. 
But equally, if they hadn't played a game yesterday and they hadn't played a game all week, he'd have been really grateful for the week off. I said, "Oh, we've had time on the training ground. We've, you know, <laughs> we've had time off. So, like, which is it? Yeah. We, you can't. I found it odd that he'd kind of want some saying, oh, they need rhythm and that's why they played. But I know him well enough to know that he would have been exceptionally grateful for for a few days off on the training ground, where obviously they wouldn't have played any anywhere near that sort of intense intensity that they did yeah. last night. It's strange. And I would have, I'd have played. I'd have played three of the kids last night. I think. Yeah, I was expecting three, uh, minimum of two. I was, I was really surprised to be honest. And although I kind of understood the reasoning behind it, um, again that word, come back to that word of rhythm. Um, I just don't see the point in it. Last night, it just didn't really. With with a Christmas schedule coming up as it is, and um, Alexander, do you feel the same way? Kind of, were you surprised? Firstly, and even recognizing the reasons behind it, did you did you see the logic in it? Um, no, I wasn't surprised. I picked a team in the afternoon that wasn't far off. That I had McAtee and Palmer in for Gundo uh, and one of the front three. But so controversially, yeah, uh, I think that the one the one inclusion that I was surprised by was uh, Gundogan, right? But outside of that, nothing really surprised me. I think that. Um, in terms of form and rhythm, KDB, Foden and Grealish are a long way off where they need mm. to be. And that isn't going to come overnight and it's not going to come with the snap of a finger. They need games and they need minutes together. So not together, but you see what I mean? Like they need minutes uh, in the team. So I completely understand why why those three got got picked. I think in terms of, I've seen a few, ah, but why did Walker get picked? Well, you've got a player right back. You're not going to, you're not going to pluck a kid from the academy to play it right back. That's not, you know, that the players who are pushing to be part of the first team. So your McAtees, your Palmers, um, that's because they've got the quality. Yeah. And they've got the ability and, and probably if Kev, Foden and Grealish have played loads of football. McAtee or Palmer would have got in last night. But when you begin to go, well, we just need to rest everybody, so let's just throw a kid in. It doesn't matter how good he is. In a Champions League tie, with the forgetting the group, with the money at stake, I just don't see how Pep would do that. So, basically, I didn't let's have for, a let's, let's forget the money argument for a second. I mean, that's... I know two million quid, two million quid, but he's not picking a team based on prize money, is he? I mean, I don't think that you can. Look, I'm sorry, I just don't agree with you. To put it bluntly, I think that I think that the 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 kind of the calculations that are done for a year, right, in terms of what everything is worth, you, that's that's part of it. Do you know what I mean? You don't throw a game. Because, well, you've won the group. Because there's still a lot of money at stake. It's not a little bit of money. Yeah, like a million quid for winning the FA Cup. Do you know what I mean? That's for winning the FA Cup. Having been through all the rounds, every group game in the Champions League is worth a couple of million quid. So Yeah, but they wouldn't have thought... If they played 
Palmer and McAtee, they wouldn't have thrown the game, would they? I completely agree with you, but I don't think that Palmer and McAtee were excluded because they were youngsters. I'm, that's the point I'm making, is that they were excluded because senior players need minutes and rhythm because they're miles off where they need to be. And we need KDB, Grealish and Foden at their best. Yeah, I mean, I, can, I completely agree with you about Gundogan because uh, Gundogan was the one I left out. Yeah. was Inchenko in midfield. Yeah. The other one's Mares. I don't. I didn't think Mares had to play. I agree. Last night, and I agree. actually, the kind of people have been saying, you know, he's been in, in and out and whatever. Before Watford, he played. The, he'd started the last three. Mm. Um. So those were the Gundogan and Mares were the two that I left out. Fair shout. Uh, and I'm, I don't. I'm, and I don't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't argue with that. For me, I'd have played McAtee for Gundo and I'd have played Palmer for, for Mares because he's the one who would have had the most, uh, he's had the most minutes. But I mean, it's just not, I, I feel as though in the, in the run up to the game, not confirmation bias, but there's this sense that like, you know, everybody's waiting for a selection where they can go, Oh, well, I don't, it's a shambles that I don't understand what Pep's doing. And it's like, yeah, no, like... Yeah, I, I don't think don't any like kind of right-minded person was expecting him to play all five from the start. Mm, um, it wasn't out of character, was it? His team selection last night, given no. you know how much he values Champions League, it, it wasn't a surprise in that sense. Um, it was more the fact that a lot of people were expecting and hoping for a couple of kids to, to play. Yeah. Um, I'm jumping ahead here, Jack, but given that we can uh, City conceded halfway through the first half, if that wasn't the case... Would you have expected two or three of the lads to have played second half? And were they not kind of put on with significant game time because City were behind? Do you think? Yeah, I think I yeah I said this last night. I I thought if the if they were winning that game two 0 or whatever with half an hour to go, course. three three or four of them come on. Yeah, but, of course. Um, but the, I mean the strange the strange thing last night was actually I thought Cole Palmer probably could have changed that game yes. if he'd come on with yep. 20, 20 minutes half an hour to go. Fair. And it would have given him a little bit of extra impetus. So, you know, irrespective of his age and everything else that goes with that, I think you would have had someone there so eager to impress that he would have opened the game up. Um, in much the same way that Sterling did when he came on, really. Yeah. In hindsight, I know it's a hindsight thing, but I think the one thing I would say is that I think we get a better performance overall if McAtee and Palmer start because the energy and enthusiasm that they bring as kids who just want to impress is probably infectious. But as it is, you've got all senior players out there, half of them who are like, dead rubber, arse, that kind of vibe, yeah? And then you've got those lads who need rhythm, who clearly are well short, who are doing their best, and it ends up... I think both of those things they feed into a really flat negative performance mm. that actually, if you put a couple of kids in from the start, you probably don't have that. You probably have a much more um, enthusiastic performance to put put it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think there are two, I think there are two things there. The first one is it was quite striking. The lack of application by some of the players last night, which is 100%. very unusual, very unusual for a city team, no matter what. Do you think that they get in? Uh, Jack, can I just ask you, to, sorry to interject, but do you think that in a game like that, they get told not... Because I've seen City play certain games where it looks and feels very... Because it's, it's one thing if only one player doesn't sprint, but when you start seeing six, seven, eight, you 
begin to wonder, do you think that they get told, look, don't go to the red tonight? Um, I don't know whether I don't know whether they get told that specifically, but it's heavily implied. I would, I'd, um, I'd suggest. Mm. People, people like Gundo. He knows the score. He's been around the yeah, block. Exactly. He knows yeah. that last night was a dead rubber, and he knows to basically just play within himself. Um, so you guys, you've mentioned there about players not kind of applying themselves to the standard they normally do. Let's, let's name names then. I will start with you, Jack. Kind of who, who disappointed you last night? What performance wise? Yes. Um, uh, particularly in terms of application as well. Walker, you can't, I mean, you can't get away from Walker um, because of what happened towards the end. Uh, I didn't think Stones had a good game at all. Um, thought it was a very good night for Iron Mick Laporte. Um, Gundogan. Would, would be the would be the, those would be the three for yeah. me. Um, I thought De Bruyne tried too hard um, and forced it too much. Yeah, he's got form for that, hasn't he? Yeah, and that's you know, well, this is not for today, but I wonder whether that might be something that kind of keeps recurring this season. Um, yeah, it was just I don't know, it was a bit of an odd performance. But what I was going to say before was um, the second point was I, it, quite a hard selection. In a few, in a, in a way, regarding the kids, because I don't, I, even though both of them are magnificent players, I'm not sure you could could have played Palmer and McAtee in the same team last night. I mm. think there might have been a little bit of an imbalance because McAtee is such a good player, but he's a little bit of a luxury if you play him in midfield in the three. I think you would have to, if he was playing in the scene in the senior team, he'd probably have to play a little bit further forward. And then we're talking about kind of Foden and Grealish needing minutes. I don't know where he would have got in from the start. Um, would be my only point around around McAtee. Um, you mentioned Grealish, yeah, Asan. You've discussed Grealish um, by WhatsApp this week, and your thoughts towards him. How do you think he fared last night, particularly starting in a, in a false nine? Yeah, I mean, I thought he really struggled. I think um, a, I think a little bit. He's got a little bit of the Kevs as well. In that, I, I felt like yeah. he was trying a bit too hard. I, I feel a little bit like with Grealish, um, he wants to impress, and he's a lad who I I never thought that the price tag would bother him. But he he strikes me as a player right now who's playing a little bit like he's trying to justify his price tag. Whereas I almost want him to do. The thing that Pep said the other the other week about when he was talking about Sterling in terms of you know when players are struggling for form, I always say to them just be simple, go back to go back to the basics for want of a uh, of a better phrase. Um, and I think with Grealish, he's so desperate to make an impact and to make an impression that he's not doing the 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 automation in this team is very much about you know. You don't have to do something amazing every time you get the ball. Just keep it simple. Keep the ball moving. Keep the tempo up. Don't dribble too much. Don't you know? Don't break the cycle of the rhythm of the of the passing and the rotation with the football. Um, and I think with Jack a little bit, there's an element of that right now where every time he gets the ball, he's looking to make something happen. And look, we need players like that. I, I've in the past been critical of the side for being a little bit too passive and a little bit too safe, but there's a balance. And I think for the moment, he's a little bit the wrong side of it. 
Yeah. That was By really way, interesting um, on that the other week, sorry. actually. We're, we're green. Sorry, um, Steve. Oh, he, uh, so we were asking about, about Greeley. It was before the Villa game, so obviously the, that was the hook because he was going back to Villa. And um, he, Pep was saying that he respects his teammates a little bit too much around the box and he wants them to be a bit more selfish. And when he gets around the 18-yard box, have a go, do something special. Um, which he wasn't kind of, wasn't doing... Um, Earlier in the season, he was just laying a five-yard pass sideways, um, and Pep said he was happy with that because it was creating space for others. But like, just go and do your thing, sort of thing. And I think he's tried that more since those comments. I thought he was exceptional at Watford on Saturday. Thought he was really, really good um, and deserved a goal. Whereas maybe he was trying a little bit, as Asan said, he was trying a little bit too much um, last night. But I do wonder whether when a game. When a game meanders like that, like last night, where everyone's playing shit, you just kind of get caught up in it, don't you, a little bit? Yeah. You do as fans. I, I drifted off uh, mm. on a couple of occasions last night. Um, by the way, hey, Sam, don't break the, the cycle of the rhythm. That is a great title for a 90s rave hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't play the cycle of the rhythm. <laughs> That's was the sort of thing so that Wigan many... Athletic fans would sing about. about there were so many negatives last night and we will be covering a, a lot of them but let's just focus on a rare positive uh, the performance of Stefan in goal I thought it was one of his best games in a City shirt um, Jack what did you make of him there was a couple of exceptional saves he made yeah I will keep this quite short and sweet he was really really good um, but of all the players that and you know there were a lot of players that were playing that game to push those in, in front of them and put pressure on them um, Stefan was probably the only one to put pressure on his direct rival, but ultimately it doesn't matter, does it? Because he's not getting in. No. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's, uh, but he kind of needed it as well. We, you do obviously rely on Stefan throughout the course of a season, um, and I just felt that that will do him the world of good for the remainder of the season, like confidence-wise. Because let's face it, for a keeper, that's kind of forty percent of your game, isn't it? So that was a rare positive. What certainly wasn't a positive was Leipzig taking the lead. For me, it was just too easy. It was a lovely through ball by Lehmer, who I thought was excellent throughout. But, Aysan, anyone at fault for the goal? I mean, I I, I struggle to, to single out individuals when the you feel as though the collective isn't right. The shape wasn't right. Pressing wasn't right. Players weren't where they were supposed to be. They weren't playing with the right intensity. That shit was too easy. That's Like yeah. you said, it was just too easy. And I think that it... You know, it gave me the impression. So from 15 minutes into that game, uh, to me, it felt like a training match. It felt like a match in which nothing's riding on it for City and they're playing like nothing's riding on it and they're all just kind of training and trying not to get injured. Um, and I, a little bit, a little bit, I disagree with what Jack said before in the sense that I think that when games are, are a bit bitty like that, I think there is an opportunity, whether you're Grealish up front or you're John Stones at the back, there's an opportunity to go, well, I'm not going to play like a knobhead. I'm going to play like a grown-up and I'm going to show Pep that, you know, I can keep this thing together. And I think that the kind of, the overall disappointment for me would just be, with the exception of Foden, nobody looked dangerous. Nobody looked, you know, like they were on it or nobody looked like they wanted to apply themselves in such a fashion that they would make a mark on the game in a positive way 
Okay. Well, talking of which, does anyone know why Phil came off at half-time? Jack, do you know? Injured. Uh, yeah, he said he was struggling with his ankle again. Right. right. Okay. And before, just before the break, though, he took a, an angled shot, hit the post. He does that so well, doesn't he? I mean, that must be 20 yards out. It was kind of a... A lot of players, I think, would have took an extra touch, got a bit closer. But the accuracy of Phil Foden's shots... Is staggering for me. It's it basically he either nestles it right into the corner or he'll hit the post from that range, from that yep. angle. So reliable on this occasion, of course, it hit the post. Going into the second Good half. Save. Oh, sorry, it was a save as well. Christ, yeah, I didn't yeah, yes, of course. Sorry, yeah, it was a good save. Um, going into the second half, for me, this is when the kids should have been brought on. Exactly as we've talked about, the impetus they could have provided. Um, someone like Palmer would have been perfect for this. Um, Alas, they weren't, and so the game drifted for me. Uh, got to the 70 minute mark, lacks a day school pass by Stones. Um, hey, Sam, do you want to talk us through the second goal? Not really, <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. Yeah, same here, same here. No, not, not really. I mean, you know, like it just it's, it's, just, it's, it's not it's not it's not good enough. Say like, the line. I'm, it is what it is. It, it, it is what it is, but it's not good enough. <laughs> no, I want to say, I'll say this, right. It's not good enough. And what I mean by not good enough is, so you concede the first goal, you put in a first half performance that's like a training exercise, you all look like shit. What I expect is you go in at half time and somebody gets a hold of you and goes, that's not good enough. You're all fighting for your places. Go and fight for your place. And what to me is troubling and bothersome is nobody went out there and went, well, I'm going to fight for my place. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It just felt a bit like, more of the same and maybe and again these are my my new cliche this season is footballers aren't robots they're humans right and I always try and have a little think about well what would you do in that situation and it's kind of fair enough that you know me maybe I would be a bit like well I ain't getting injured here today (gasps) for this dead rubber game that's not gonna happen so I don't know. Like I'm, I'm somewhere on the fence between wanting to be really annoyed at, at, at personally, right? I think Stones' performance, uh, considering considering he's been out of the team, he should have performed better. Of all of everybody on that pitch, I look at John Stones and I go, "Bro, you had a chance tonight to put pressure on Laporte, who seems to be back in favour, and remind Pep of how you can be the leader at the back and pre." His injury, um, he looked like the player we saw last season. Last night, he didn't look like that, and that's very disappointing. That second goal, how many times have we seen John Stone step up, play a little ball to Walker, Walker then goes back to the goalkeeper and they're back attacking? Yeah. And it's, yeah. it was just one of the, I think it was just one of those nights where it was like, if, you know, if there's a mistake to be made with a simple pass like that, that Stones will do 99 times out of 100, it was that night. Mm. Um, but, Asan's right in the sense that those are the sort of things where you wouldn't expect him to play at the weekend now, would you? No. You have to keep a clean sheet at the weekend with Diaz and Laporte, then they play again on against Leeds, and it goes on and on and on. And Stones, no, Stones more than anyone knows about that because of the run that he had in the team last year. Mm. That he just couldn't, they, they couldn't take the shirt off him because he's playing so well. Yeah. I mean, nor would you expect Ferner to, to feature anytime soon in a kind of a, a important league game. I'm getting worried, frankly, and I'm certainly not no blame on the lad. You know, he's he's knocking on now. But Jack, are you this season? Would you say that Fernandinho, 
he's he's lost ten percent. I don't know. I d- Fernandinho has always been one of those players where you could drop him in for a game and he'll give you an eight out of ten. He yeah. might not have played for three weeks and you get an eight out of ten. I just wonder whether someone of that age actually needs a little bit more of a run. Mm, yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, and maybe, maybe he can't. Maybe this has—it's come to a point where you can't just throw him in and know what you're going to get because uh, he's not got the—he's not got the feel of a match situation. And also, I wonder whether the other, whether Fernandinho actually needs someone next to him now. And they need, to, you know, if you played Bernardo Bernardo Silva next to him last night and played four two four, maybe he'd have had someone covering him a little bit more and. Mm. Uh, wouldn't have looked out of place. It's, it's being at the foot, but being at the base of that three is such a difficult job. And he's thirty-six. Yes, yeah. Leipzig are a team that turn turn um, possession over in midfield, counter attack, and maybe Fernandinho is not suited to those sort of those sort of games anymore. That's a fair show. Yeah, okay, maybe. Well, Sorry, go on, Steve. No, no, I don't want to hear what you, what you think about Ferner. Yeah, I mean. I... I I actually think that he, you know, I think he did okay in the, um, what game did he start? Villa? Is that right? Yeah. Villa in midweek he started, Jack, last week or the week before. Yeah, so Villa, I think yeah, yeah. I think, I think he did all right in that game. I think that the, I think last night the, the collective was just poor and you can't expect if, so th- that's the thing that Fernandinho will look his age when the players around him aren't running. Yeah, I think that he needs to for him to be protected. The players around him have got to do the running. If they're not doing that, then you're going to look at him and go, "Oh, maybe he looks a bit past it." But if you look at the Villa game when everybody was running, Ferner didn't look past it. He looked like you know he looked like a player who still had something to contribute. And I didn't. I never expected him this season to play a lot of football. So. To me, I'm not shocked that, that he's not getting a lot of games and I'm not worried that if we need him because Rodri gets injured that he's past it. I don't think that's the case. Well, yeah, because we, we didn't expect him to play last year either, did we? No, exactly. Exactly, um, and he still played and plenty. How, how good was he in the Champions League knockouts? Mm. Yeah. It's only like that's only nine months ago. Um, so it's 2-0 down now, the game pretty much looking over, particularly the way we're playing, and then suddenly we get a penalty, or rather we don't get a penalty. Um, this was farcical for me. I mean, the defender just jumps jumps on Sterling in a very kind of unorthodox fashion. Um, Jack, what did you make of it? How could VAR say no to that? Uh, well, do you want to talk about VAR? Should we talk about VAR? <laughs> has, anyone, right, has anyone got the appetite to listen no. to that? I don't know. It's just... Uh, I wish VAR was a robot rather than a human being just going back to what Ace I'm saying about players before yeah. um, because then maybe these decisions would be given yeah it was a it was a penalty but it's probably immaterial I would I'd say um, yeah it's just that's going to continue happening while the referees across Europe are crap he was certainly poor last night the ref um, going back earlier into the game, Sam, what did you think of a booking for KDB? It was just a power play by the ref, that, wasn't it? Was it was bizarre, man. Like, I mean, yeah, like, it just how can you how can you be booked for that? Like, he, we, if, we, if there's a foul against us and we try and t- 
take a free kick quickly, even if the ref has gone wait for my whistle, you just blow the whistle again. You go, no, you got to wait for my whistle. Like mm. the booking was just very, you know, I don't know. Like this, you you do get the sense sometimes in the Champions League that some of the refs can be a little bit overawed. Is the only way to put it, yes. and their decisions become erratic. But then, you know, if you look at what happened in the Bayern Dortmund game, that ain't a Champions League game. But I think I I criticize English Premier League referees because I genuinely believe that they are trash. Um, but I guess <laughs> that, that there are there are trash referees right across Europe. Yeah, they were, the Champions League referees, a good third of them overcompensate, don't they? Because yes, it's like like an insecurity on their behalf. Yeah. And, at our cost, usually. Um, but shortly after that, at least we pull a goal back. A very uncity-like goal. Um, great cross. Oh, oh, yes, it was a great cross. A good header as well by Mores. Um Yes, yeah, so Aysan, what did you make of it, the goal? You know, the funny thing is, so uh, how how many minutes in? 75, 76 minutes in? When, 76, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we weren't scoring another goal. I was convinced of it. Like, the, 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 we hadn't done enough. It just didn't... I don't know. I don't know what it was, but the, the, cause Claire was obviously like, see, you're going to win now. And I was like, I bet you we don't score another goal. Cause I was just like, they're not asked. Like even that goal, like it just, yeah, I don't know. It was, I was, I was, uh, I was happy that we scored a goal, but I was sure we weren't, we weren't getting another one. And then obviously like then Kyle Walker does what Kyle well. Walker does. And then it was just like, yeah, all right. See you later. Let's go home. That was utterly <laughs> senseless. Yeah, what was your take on it though, Jack, as regards to kind of had yeah. the player wound him up? Was what, he... what? Yeah, fully, fully. I, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Um, would would have been easier if I was in the ground, wouldn't it, I suppose? But um, <laughs> yeah, just whether you make contact or not, you can't wildly kick at an opponent. It's <laughs> yeah. to get away with it, you know? It's, and the, but the, the worrying thing from City's point of view is that UEFA will look at it and it might not be a one match ban, that might be a two match Nah. Band. I don't think so. They did, it with, they did it with in a, with a similar incident with Juan Basaka the other week. They uh, increased his ban. Really? So, yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think they will. But it, there is the potential for it. I mean, it's just a, a Pep didn't want to in the press conference. Pep didn't really want to talk about it. Uh, he said, "Yeah, it was definitely a red card." And someone asked him whether they'd spoken in the dressing room, and he said, "I'm not coming here to tell you what happened in the dressing room." So clearly. Mm. Nice. words were better changed I also I love it he said that Walker will, will learn from this he's, he's, how old is he 31 30 yeah. I think he's old enough to know better to not do that on an mm. opponent um, he either looked absolutely shattered or he was carrying an injury um, would you go along with that Aysan I, I don't think it was simply a poor performance from Kyle last night I think there was a reason behind it yeah no I just think he was poor I think him and Stones between them were just all over the shop. And I okay. think that, that he got, you know, he got tired of being... Look, look, Kyle, as incredible as he's been for as long as he's been incredible for us, Kyle is prone to the odd accident. He's prone to, <laughs> you know, that's the polite way of putting it. He's prone to give, giving pens away. He's prone, you know, he just, he, he can have a rush of blood to the head. Let's put it that way. And that was a classic Kyle Walker rush of blood to the head where he's just, he's booted him. And, you know, mm. like, I've just, I've, it's, yeah, I, 
so here's my thing. I don't think he plays at the weekend. I think it's one of those where Zinchenko did all right last night, right? I think Zinchenko and Cancelo start at right back and left back this weekend. I think Kyle might have to uh, sit a Premier League game out for last night's performance. Yeah, I think so, like punishment-wise. I, I, when I saw it in real time, I, I was swearing my head off at the ref. I was like, well, why is that a red? And then as soon as I saw it, re- oh, okay, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, I mean, I want to say something, though, right? I, I don't necessarily go along with the idea that that's like a blatant red card. and like I, I, I don't. He kicked, he kicked him, right? But footballers kick footballers all the time. And the football was there. It might have been the other side of his, the other side of his leg, but the football was there. A challenge was allowed to be made. The fact that Walker's challenge is is not really at the ball; it's at the back of the lad's foot. It's it's for me. It's a it's a borderline yellow red thing. The, this is why I'm a bit surprised at people talking about the idea that again extended ban for it. I'm just you know I don't know if you guys saw um, uh, uh, the. Uh, the stamp by uh, the Everton player on the oh, Arsenal player's face, how he right? Got away but with that. I'm like, I, I, I mean, the not to not to deflect uh, away from from the referee and Kyle Walker and bring it back to the Premier League. But what's going on in the Prem this season? It's like they don't want to blow their whistle for anything. So I've gone back like thirty years in terms of what's allowed on a pitch. It's bizarre. I've, I've seen and heard many professionals, ex-professionals, saying, you know, oh, if you've played the game, you know that's not a natural stance and that was a red card. You don't have to play a single minute of football to know that that was not his natural stance. He basically aimed his foot at his face. It was a red card all day. For me, I, I, I don't go along with a yellow-red merging. merging. I think it's a red. I don't think it's anything like as bad as, you know, um, what's been made out, but it was a straight red. Um, okay. Jack, no complaints, but and, and stupid. No, as well, to be I honest, say. I didn't. I, I probably don't think it was red, but because he didn't really make any contact. Mm. Um, but the reason I suggested that they might have become two games is because it's your way for it. Mm. Um, <laughs> and you know we can compare it to Ben Godfrey, but the. UEFA in the Premier League look at things completely differently. Oh, of course, and, of course. Um, and there is of evidence this season that they they're not afraid to increase bans for something they think is violent. So I don't know. It'd be interesting. That's the thing. I mean, you said the word violent. There, I, I would say I would use the word dangerous. And whether it was intended or not to be dangerous, it was a dangerous challenge. It was a, a kind of um, it appeared to be a petulant swipe. With someone in full flight, and and that can cause an injury. So, in that regard, you know, yeah, I would think you two would be okay. Let's kind of broaden it out a little bit. Leipzig were Champions League semi finalists two seasons ago. Um, Jack, do you think some City fans perhaps underestimated them? Maybe based on on the the game at the Etihad, um, and and perhaps even in the reaction to the defeat as well. Um, you know, very good team, aren't they? Uh, well, they have been a good team. I don't think they're a particularly good team anymore, um, and mm. have been struggling. Obviously, sat the manager the other day, didn't they? So, um, yeah, but they've all they've always got the they've got the potential to um, take a game away from you. Uh, I think they they do all right to start with in the home game. They're in the 
season. I've kind of slept since then. I, I seem to remember yeah. that they were okay for a little <laughs> bit. Um, I just, I don't, I, the, the underestimating of Leipzig, whether people have or not, I don't know. I've not really read anything surrounding that, but I think that just feeds into the the whole, well, this doesn't really matter. We'll just, we'll just go and, and win. Um, who cares sort of thing. It's, that was the whole attitude around the trip, mm. I think, um, from from maybe the team and supporters. But ultimately, like <laughs> none of it does yeah, matter, does it? Sure. Like it's even even Leipzig winning last night didn't have any sort of bearing on the group because they'd already finished. They were always going to finish because Bruges beat. So just a bit of a non-entity well, of, a, yeah. of a night. I mean, looking at the group as a whole. Um, Aysan, how have you kind of viewed it as regards from a City perspective, obviously? Um, no clean sheets, but with top PSG, um, batter Bruges, home and away, um, a, an absolute cracker against Leipzig. Um, there's an awful lot of positives overall, wouldn't you say, from the group? Absolutely. I mean, I just think... I, I, um, I think the disappointing thing about last night is that it kind of colours what I think has been a incredible September to early December for Manchester City Football Club. I think that with the exception of the Carabao, if you look at the way in which we've acquitted ourselves in the Premier League, if you look at the run of fixtures that we had in the Prem, um, it was to, to, to find ourselves top with all the away games that we have is amazing. Similarly, I think that the group on paper was a difficult group, yeah? Leipzig were, yeah. were not meant to be pushovers. Paris Saint-Germain are Paris Saint-Germain. So to top that group with a game to spare where it didn't matter what happened last night, I think you can be nothing but delighted at, at where we find ourselves right now. Yeah, I'll go along with that. Um, okay, well, before we go, kind of for both of you, is there anything we haven't touched on? Anything kind of you feel that should be discussed from last night? Um, I've definitely got a question for Jack and for you, Steve. Yeah. Uh, so... Guardiola said in his press conference last Friday, I believe, that some players are soft and they won't play through pain, right? And then he said, not like Phil, yeah? Phil will play, doesn't matter what the pain is, he always wants to play. Um, bearing in mind that he goes off injured at halftime with uh, what it sounds like is a recurrence of the injury that he had previously, shouldn't we see a little bit more of a duty of care to our best players to kind of go, well, I don't care if you feel that you're okay to play, you need longer to recover. Um, or am I being overly sensitive because it's Phil? Um, Jack? <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, well, I, I'll just jump in then. No, no, I'll, I'll jump in quickly and just talk in a general sense that this is a bit of a bugbear of mine. I feel in general in football, players are rushed back from injury too soon and in, mm. and so often it's counterproductive I and mean, we've seen it with KDB we've seen it with numerous players at City we've seen it right across the board uh, in the Premier League um, it's just common sense for me that if a player is coming back from injury just if he needs an extra week give him that extra week because you're risking him being out for a further six weeks so just mathematically it's simple maths really um, but clubs don't do that they rush players back and it, and it is a bugbear of mine so I think it's kind Foden, of ties in what you're saying. I think with Foden, they did like they, I don't think they rushed him back from the injury, and you know he's on the bench at Villa, didn't get on, um, and I think they saw I think they saw Tuesday night as an ideal opportunity for him to to kind of 
get going again. Mm. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't, it sounds like, I don't know this, but it sounds like Foden probably wanted to play before before they brought him back and they didn't. So it might be that it's just, it is just one of those things where maybe he's got a bit of a kick on it or, I mean, Guardiola did say it was a, they brought him off as a precaution at half time. So, oh really? Not, yeah, yeah, probably not too bad. Okay, um, fine. So, yeah, we'll see. Like, kind of, we'll find out today or tomorrow. Uh, I would presume on kind of how severe it actually is. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be, a, I don't think they do rush the players too bad. But if they did, it would be incredibly hypocritical given the, the uh, discussions they have and the views they have on the on the schedule. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, lads. Well, let's um, wrap it up. Thank you very much, Asa. Absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you very much, Jack. Thanks very much, mate. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening in. We're off to track down and punish what was ultimately to blame for last night's performance, that horrendous third kit. In the meantime, <laughs> take care of yourselves, be well, and forever up the Knockout Blues. <laughs>